Hey everybody, welcome back to Shenanigans. Uh, this is episode two. This is after the wild card weekend of the NFL season. Uh, 2024 is upon us. It was upon us in our first episode, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah. was. I didn't acknowledge it though, did I? <laughs> no. Well, Happy New Year. I didn't uh, I didn't say that in the first episode, but might as well. Happy um, New Year, even though I, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, it's, they all blend together after so long. You know, we're so old at this point, we don't even remember. For real. You know, you're ancient, you're 21. You're, no, you're not even 21, you're 20. I'm 20. <laughs> uh, but how was your week, Caleb? Love um, to hear about it. I was pretty good. Honestly, like, I don't even care that the Cowboys lost, for real. It doesn't, like, bother me. I'm still celebrating Michigan's national championship. I, I've already know the Cowboys are fucking sorry as fuck anyways. I'm very butthurt. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, my Rams, my Rams disappointed. Or they, they didn't disappoint. They actually excelled, but I think we didn't get the result we wanted, the result we deserved. Those referees and those, uh, the entire NFL, I'll say, was definitely pulling for Detroit there. Even, uh, even though you know they they installed new uh, new rules about roughing and unnecessary roughness and the passer and all that, but. That doesn't apply when you've missed the playoffs for 30 years, I guess. Man, speaking of that game, what do you think about the reaction of the city to Matthew Stafford and then Matthew Stafford throwing shade after the game? Do you think he was throwing shade at all? Um, I definitely think he understood the question, and I definitely think he did his best to ignore the fans and his answer. Because, I mean, why? <laughs> they were definitely uh, making seen, their I've opinion seen. known, you know. They are very uh, loud about golf. You know, they, they think they won. They're, the Detroit fans are very annoying. And they should not have this uh, victorious week they have for uh, until they lose to the Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we wanted to uh, take, a, take a step back in our episode to acknowledge the Broncos. I'd like to put an asterisk on that last episode with our power rankings – I, I definitely forgot to mention the Broncos in our power rankings because at number 21, there's the Bears, and then number 20, there's the Broncos, and then at number 19, there's the Bengals. So I, my brain saw all three of those Bs, and I just I froze, I guess, or I forgot. I choked. That's on me. No one needs to know about the Broncos anyways. No one cares about them. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we already got our way out of there, I guess, with the well, – no, I, don't, I, I still want to talk more about the Lions-Rams game real quick. I think um, you, you, we watched Stafford get trampled by Aiden Hutchinson, just like s- totally stepped on by that other guy. I think his name's Ali McNeil or something. Um, and then we saw Puka getting clobbered and held the whole game, no flags. But, of course, in a game-winning field goal situation, we get a flag to take us out of that range, and we punt and don't see the ball again for the game. I think uh, – I think I think a lot of things went against us that didn't have any anything to do with our actual performance. What did you think about the Lions and Rams game, Caleb? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I was sick. Oh yeah. Well, Puka put up a historic uh, season and a, and a historic post game debut. And it sucks that he didn't get to go for more. You know, he 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 got held on a couple of plays where he would have been open, would have caught the ball. Should have got another crack at that ball if Sean McVay knew how to take timeouts and he would have had three at the final kneel down for a chance to get the ball back maybe. But unfortunately, he choked that away. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. I uh, I went to a seafood restaurant beforehand and then I ate an ice cream cake and I felt like so fucking sick. I just laid in the dark. I didn't even care. I was just laying in the dark. I said, fuck that game. I did get a chance to watch the Cowboys blow ass, though. Yeah, that Cowboys game, I predicted the Packers to win, but I really did not expect it to be 27 to nothing going, like, almost in going into half. Like, that was was rough. Did you think that was just because of Jordan Love, or what happened there? Was that Mark McCarthy? Was that the Dallas, all the other, just, like, not ready for the moment? I think it was Dallas. Um, I think... You know, I think the Packers, just like as a whole, have been getting better all season. Like that team is really starting to mesh together. That defense is already really good. So, 
I'm not really surprised in the slightest, for real. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm really not. I'm not surprised. Oh boy, the Cowboys lost in the playoffs again. Why am I not? I'm not surprised. So does this does this project Jordan Love? How far? Like what? Who would you put Jordan Love ahead of as quarterback rankings right now? Like, shit, I don't. Know. He's not. I don't know if he's top ten or what. How do you think about that? Top ten? I don't know. I'd have to look at a whole spreadsheet of all the starting quarterbacks in the league, and I'd have to go and pick between all of them. I don't know. I'd probably say no. I don't know. He's probably Man, he might just be probably, up there. He's probably up there close, but I don't know if he's top ten. He's definitely better than Tua and Jared Goff and he's like probably top Baker. Ten, he was probably top ten this season. This is the only season that matters for his for his like you know, stats and that's everything. Fair. That's fair. I'm just I don't know. I like guys to prove it, so I want him to prove more of me before I really talk. I think he just proved it on your face. I don't really. I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, he proved a lot in that playoff game. Let's see if he can prove it again and hopefully beat the 49ers, please. Yeah, I agree. Let's go pack. <laughs> the Browns Texans game. I kind of. Wow. I called that one I too. I said so Texans. I was wrong about that. I was so <laughs> wrong about that. I said the Browns defense would shut them down. The Browns defense did not show up to play, and. A lot of my bets did not uh, did not work that weekend, sadly. Miles Garrett my did nothing. Successful. But the Broncos-Texans game, uh, Broncos. I don't know. I just wanted to say that Stroud and Jordan Love is going to be a hell of a matchup just because of how similar they were in their performances. It's and it's just – The Broncos-Texans uh, game, my favorite. I said Broncos. <laughs> yeah, you said Broncos. That's, that's, that's awesome. Got Broncos on the mind, bro. I, I owe them an apology, I guess. Jarrett Stidham and that C.J. Stroud matchup is going to be nice. Actually, uh, <laughs> before we move on to the next game, I will say Broncos should respect Russell Wilson more. This is ridiculous. What are we doing? Yeah, I know, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy how we didn't touch upon that on our last episode because we were talking about that like a lot before we started the show. Like, uh, they paid Russ for what, you know? Just getting rid of him really fast for all that money. Anyway. I mean, next up, Russ getting the yeah. day. He probably don't care either way. He got paid to sit on the bench. He will be a Falcon. So let's do Bill's Steelers. What did you think of that? The only, it was I a possible was, shenanigan nominee in there. Yeah, you know, I, what I thought about that game, I really thought that the Steelers would play it closer. That final score doesn't really, like, I mean – the Steelers were trying to come back there in the end a little bit, but the Bills just held on. They scored again. Like the Steelers just completely, pretty much, didn't show up at all. Which I thought it was kind of going to be close, but the Bills showed up very early on, which was enough to propel them forward to win. I was expecting some Steelers football for sure, uh, like too. some some good old goofy shenanigans in the beginning of the year like they do making Lamar fumble for no reason and just barely winning games from defense and stupid stuff like special play, special teams plays but uh Josh Allen ran for like 70 yards on one play and he was just he was you know he's like undefeated in games he doesn't throw an interception so you know that, that, that's all you got to know about Josh Allen really he's just he's his own worst enemy so we didn't talk about the only playoff prediction that I got like completely right that the Dolphins are frauds and the Chiefs would pretty much beat them. And that's, that's such a boring exactly game. By what happened. It is, but the, uh, that's exactly what happened. I was right. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek Hill is so like I, I don't. Even, he just got his money, and I don't even think he cares because he got the only touchdown. Now he's commenting things about he gonna be in Cancun, and he's he got like the Jerry Sneed, I think you know, jammed him up on a play and made him fall down. He was making memes about it. He's, you know, it's so unserious from the Dolphins right now. But uh, go Chiefs, I guess, you know. They get to play the Bills and, you know, say they just played in really cold temperatures. So I'm not worried about them, like, for, like, the field advantage or anything. They're both cold-weather teams. No one's scared. No one on either team is scared. That's just going to be a good game. Playing in cold to them is like playing in fucking Miami Beach. Yeah, um, 
that game I didn't really enjoy. You know, the, the, there was a possible shenanigan in that one too. You know, the, all these games had honorary mentions, but we'll get to the one at the at the end. Honorary mention for this game was Mahomes' helmet shattering. That was funny when that happened, and then he tried to, and then, and then they didn't burn a timeout for him to get it back in there. That was like some privilege. You know, they let him go to the sideline and then just like reset the clock. Eagles and Buccaneers is the last one. I mean, it sucks for the Eagles, I guess. Oh man, that was awesome to watch. That was great. I'm really, really happy. I'm happy that happened. It's fucking awesome. Devonta Smith was trying his ass off. Oh yeah, and that's about man. the only person. That's about the only guy who was trying that much. And You're Jason really Kelsey is so sad. He's apparently he's not officially retired. But yeah, the Eagles just like they didn't. I mean, Kem, my Kem is an Eagles fan. She told me when she was watching the game that she, as a first year observer of football, just said they didn't look like they played as a team, which was pretty accurate, you know. The Buccaneers were going all over them, and they even stopped the tush push. Yeah, I mean, someone was going to stop it eventually, honestly. You can't just get every single quarterback sneak to go your way. They just had a wildly long streak of it going in their way. Yeah, but, like, in the playoffs when it matters the most to have it stuffed then, that was like they didn't score any more points after they got it stuffed. So that was, like, you know, really the end of their the momentum. are inconsistent. I'm not really surprised that it happened, honestly. The Bucks are inconsistent. The Eagles have not been well. A.J. Brown is out. Their defense has not, of course, been playing well. Their secondary just got completely exposed by the Bucks. Like, it was crazy. It's just like you said, Devontae Smith was the only one doing anything. Yeah, it was sad to see, especially because A.J. Brown was out, too. And, you know, they don't really have, like, a feature back. They have DeAndre Swift, who's a free agent now, and... and and they traded for him, too. Hmm. Dang, they traded a pick for, like, a year. Not bad, I guess. It was a later one, I think. But that's all the games uh, that we've had so far this week. Um, coming Let's up. go into pretty good ones next week. All right. So. This week. Let's start with Lions, Buccaneers. Uh, I'm re- yeah. Lions, Bucks. Give me one second. So, Lions, Buccaneers. You want to start? Yes, I would like to start Lions-Buccaneers. I am going to choose the Buccaneers on this one. I think the Buccaneers are going to upset the Lions and go to the NFC Championship game. I think the Lions are riding high on this playoff win. Uh, Cam Gardner-Johnson, of course, he's always talking like running his mouth. He has all season, but I really do. I think the Buccaneers, as inconsistent as they have been, will eventually end the Lions little run that they've had. And even yeah, though, yeah. even if they end it, even if they end it, you know what? It was a good season. But if not, then they can, they can, hey, they can prove me wrong. I think Goff will show his limitations sooner rather than later. And that Buccaneers defense really popped off last week. So, I mean, yeah, I if, if the Rams defense can keep up, then I think the Buccaneers one can definitely keep up. They got Vita Vea and Antoine Winfield. That's a lot better than some of the players on our team. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers have a better defense than the Lions, and I think that's why I really am choosing them over the Lions. Yeah, so let's both go Buccaneers. I mean, I'm mad at the Lions still, so that's that's another reason. But go Baker. He was a former Ram. No other reason. And, uh, you know, got to go with the former Rams. Go Baker. Let's get into Packers-Niners here. I think this one might be closer than – it may seem, but I think a lot of people are expecting that too after what just happened to the Dallas Cowboys. I can really ride with the Packers actually because, uh, you know, just like how they attacked y'all, they, they got the they got the lead up early and then, you know, they, they realized if we can just keep it ahead, they're going to have a hard time catching up. And I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan is has never won coming back in like the second half, I'm pretty sure. Or something like that. He's he's very bad at that. And I think if the Packers get the ball first and they can score, then it's going to be a lot likelier game. Because Brock Purdy, I don't think he's built to fight from behind like that either. I feel that. Um, but I still think they can, just with all the players they have. And I do think Brock Purdy is a pretty serviceable, decent quarterback. Um, 
I'm going Niners on this one. Like, even though I really don't want them to win, I just have to go Niners. They've executed all season, unless it's been against the Ravens, um, pretty much. Or they've had, like, maybe the occasional bad game. But I think they're bye week. They're resting up. I think Niners got this. I think it'll be I close, think, uh, though. I think they win by... I think they win by 10. I think the last two years that they've made the NFC Championship, they haven't had uh, this the bye week. You know, they're coming in pretty hurt, actually. Chris, CMC's still pretty hurt. George Kittle's injured, like, or listed on the injury report. Trent Williams is probably banged up. Uh, he was on there, too. And another one, Dre Greenlaw, I think. So, like, a bunch of their key players are listed on the injury report. Same with the Packers, but the Packers are, like – they they just pull guys from the depth chart out of nowhere. Like some of these receivers, who's who's the guy that, that he's been really lighting up this year? Not Reed, but the other one. I was some other guy. Not Wicks. I think it might be Wicks. You're right. Okay. Dobbs. Yeah. Dobbs was. Yeah, I don't remember nice. exactly. He's got they got depth there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next game I want to talk about is the Ravens and Texans game. What's your prediction for that game? I think. Uh, I think that. Experienced Ravens defense and Lamar are just going to be too much for the Stroud to keep up with in his second playoff game. And he did great in the other one. He's playing like a banged up Browns with Joe Flacco, you know, who kind of handed him two touchdowns. I don't think that that will happen with Lamar. I think he'll just run around and really, I mean, they have an underrated defense, the Texans, but I think they haven't. Are they, something, I don't even think most of the players on that roster have even seen them on, at least on defense. So it's going to be rough. I got the um, Ravens. They played them the first game of the season. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. They rematched. (laughs) Yeah, but they won, right? The Ravens won. Yeah, they won, but the Texans have had way more time throughout the season to build and mesh and get better as a team. And so have the Ravens, though. That's why it makes it tough for me. And I really really want to pick Lamar because I really want to see him do well in the playoffs. But I'm going to go Texans on this one. I think the Texans are going to win and shock the Ravens. I really do. I think that defense is going to come in handy. They're going to get some key stops. And even though the Ravens have a strong defense, I think that C.J. Stroud and his receiving core have gotten more comfortable with each other throughout the year. So I really think that they might... uh throw like hell on the Ravens and they might win they might win outright too honestly but I I say Texans in a close matchup I uh I could be wrong though you know, if I you think, think about Lamar... it all of these games in the divisional round are kind of like I feel like they're kind of all pick a little bit like either way I'm not surprised more the no, most disproportionate I mean, just... one seems like Niners Packers but even that's not too disproportionate Texans. All I have left to say on the Texans, the Ravens one is that just how you said, Texans have more time to prepare for Lamar and them. Uh, Ravens have more time to prepare for Stroud. He wasn't exactly lighting it up like he was the first time, so they've got to see that now. And it's not going to be a surprise like it was some of the other teams once they handed it over to Stroud. I feel like they've definitely learned from that loss against the Ravens, though. Now on to Chiefs and Bills. Man. I mean. Uh, the Bills, I, I I hope they win it. I'm sick of seeing the Chiefs beat them, really. And they're they're in home field. Yep, finally. This is technically the first away playoff game for Patrick Mahomes in his career, despite the fact that we all know Super Bowl 55 was an away game and was a home game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, the Super Bowl is technically a neutral site, so they don't count that. So this is technically his first and I think the Bills finally break the narrative. I think that the Chiefs have been inconsistent all year. And even though the Bills have been inconsistent, that was near the end, like beginning of the year. Near the end of the year there, they started to really pick it up. And they've shown up when they've needed to against big teams and like good teams, you know. So I think that I think they'll end up beating the Chiefs this time around for once. But I really wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Chiefs won either. I really think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be like all the other Bills-Chiefs games in the recent history. They're going to be really close. They're going to be scoring back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes in the 30s or 40s. 
overtime game, Josh Allen loses it. That's what is going to happen. You think this time they can't blame it on uh, the overtime rule, though, because they changed the rule just for them. He has not won an overtime game since that. That's ridiculous. They changed the rules for Josh, and he's like, ah. Mike Rabel interviewing for the Chargers. Oh, That yeah, was a sleeper one I did not think about. That's new. Like, people are really shocked about that. I'm not too shocked. I'm not surprised that anybody's interviewing anybody. Like, people are like, why are people interviewing this person? Um, They're trying to interview multiple candidates because what if one of those other candidates goes elsewhere? So they're going to have some backup guys, you know? I'm just more surprised that uh, he would want to go to the Chargers. Like, I don't think surprised. that. And just the, just the Herbert is interesting, but the rest of the roster is kind of, like, expensive and – well, I don't think he likes that. I think he likes rookies out here random. I just the rookies. I mean, not the rookies. Uh, the the quarterback is great. Everything else is expensive and confusing now. That's like true. they got Joey Bosa, who's always hurt. Khalil Mack. I mean, they have like those two have expensive contracts, and I feel like Vrabel's going to want to build his own thing because he did that. Like he kept Ryan Tannehill. That's his own little vision. He every time I see Derrick Henry throw the football over the like for the touchdown, I think that's Vrabel's. That's Vrabel doing his thing, you know. And I just don't know if uh, those pieces are like similar to a Vrabel thing, like with the with the Titans at least. It didn't seem like a similar unit. Yep. And I have to add on that the Cowboys have announced that they are not firing Mike McCarthy. So dumb. That is pretty dumb. So dumb. I'm like. That's very stupid, but I'm not surprised either. It's Jason Garrett all over again. So not surprised. Man. Whatever. And um, uh, the Falcons are actually. I think I just got some news that they're interviewing Harbaugh at the moment. Or they at the moment he is gone. Oh my god! You think he can resist Desmond Ritter? <laughs> yeah, I think he can resist Desmond Ritter. I think man, everyone's really predicting Harbaugh to the Chargers here. But I really think that he's going to stay with Michigan. I know I have my bias, but I do think that our athletic director, as bad as I don't really like him, I don't really think he's that good of an athletic director, but I think he'll get it done with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is reportedly asking Michigan for basically kind of an immunity or, like, a clause that says he's not going to get fired for any finding in any future investigation, like, for cause, I guess. Which makes sense. I understand job security and all that. And he would be one of the highest paid... Actually, I think it would make him the highest paid coach in college football if he took that deal. But, yeah, I think he stays with us. I really do. But if not, he's going to the Chargers. I think uh, he, the Falcons would make a lot of sense. Their offense is kind of like goofy, like a college one. Like they they can do the whole read option. They can do trick plays. You know, maybe they have Ty, uh, Kyle Pitts throw a touchdown to Desmond Ritter or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I they'll think, get. Maybe I think they'll get Belichick. That would be interesting. But I I think fix what he destroyed. He's not gonna do that. He's not gonna make that offense any better. He's not an offense guy. I mean, you know what I mean. He let Mac Jones and Bailey's happy an play. Offense better than Arthur Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Arthur Smith is too worried about being a genius. Belichick is is like not is just not an offensive guy. He had draft a lineman in the first round, you know, with number yeah, seven. He can get a good staff around him. He can get a good offensive coordinator. He can get a decent enough quarterback to just play ball while his skilled players show out. You know that's what I just, that's that's always been his plans, and he's he's just kind of lucky he's got Tom Brady. But um, if you look at Bra how Brady plays, he plays very smart. He plays like checkdown. He's gonna want a guy who does oh checkdown, makes smart reads, good passes. You know, not lose you. Or Belichick. So, yeah, I think he's on the Falcons. Like where? Would, yeah, I think the Falcons. Yeah, what, they're gonna keep Ritter. They'll keep and they'll keep improving on their defense. I don't know if they'll keep Ritter. You could probably do that with Heineke. That's true. Heineke, he could turn Heineke into Tom Brady. That is exactly what Bill Belichick will be doing Brady, next year. Per se, but he could turn him into a serviceable 
quarterback, which he already is, in my opinion. I don't know why the Falcons He's have a great community. quarterback. I love, to, you know, that's what they could do, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jay, they, they draft JJ. Uh, you know, Tim Har Tim Harbaugh goes there, and uh, he drafts JJ, and they do they get the you know he gets to make Michigan again there with college players. Ooh, yeah, cool, because they're still young guys. But uh, then he's gonna just have Desmond Ritter as like Taysom Hill. I have <laughs> he's gonna have people him talking about for nine yards. JJ and Jim yeah. Harbaugh reunion in the NFL. I want to see that. I really I do. I really want to see him come back to Michigan and build us a dynasty. That'd be beautiful. But what if they someone else ruins JJ? Wouldn't you be sad? Yeah, but what if like you know how many of our players have gone in the draft? Jim Harbaugh has been our coach for ten years. So many of his players have gone on to not be successful in the NFL as well. Some who have been gone on to be successful in the NFL. So I mean, so he's a bad coach, is what I mean. What? Shouldn't be in so the NFL. You're saying, so you're saying Nick Saban should just follow everywhere and everywhere they go. Nick Saban? Yep, Nick Saban should just go and follow all his players everywhere. No, but if Nick Saban was interviewing with the NFL every year and he had like he could go where Bryce Young was or something, like yeah, maybe. <laughs> this is Harbaugh's fault. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He's a drama queen. If he doesn't want to fucking be in the NFL, then don't pretend like you do. Fair. I just think he's weighing his options and trying to. You know, bait Michigan into giving him what he wants and more control, of course. But I really hope we give it to him because look at what he's done. Yeah, he's he won a national title after ten years. Good job. Yeah, you know. Like your while. Do you know how long it takes to build after what Rich Rodriguez did to us? I don't even want to get into your college shenanigans. Oh, I do, not, however, want to move on. No, we're moving on. I was just saying, he had to build up from a lot, from a ruined, almost ruined program. I'm happy for y'all. It's a great time to be a Wolverine fan. So up next, we wanted to switch it up a little bit on y'all. You know, this is more than just a football podcast. We're buddies. We just like to talk about all the sports. So me personally, I'm a huge UFC fan. Uh, I watch every weekend. You know, and, you know, I have some buddies tell me, hey, man, you know, you got all this, you got this podcast, why don't you run down on the next pay-per-view? That'll be a great piece of content for everybody. And then, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do some predictions. Uh, it's a great card if, if nobody's interested in UFC you to start watching. There's quite, you know, Sean Strickland is quite a dude to listen to on the microphone, even if you don't want to watch him fight. But he is the champion. So, I mean, it's going to be quite an interesting event. How do you feel, Caleb? Ooh, I'm feeling good, man. I like UFC as well. Um, personally, I have actually trained um, in boxing, and obviously MMA and boxing are not the same thing, but I do like watching combat sports, so I really do like UFC. I'm glad we're finally talking about the pay-per-view that's coming up on this Saturday. The UFC 297. Fight... Yep. First fight on the main card, Arnold Allen versus Mosar. Evlaev, is that how you say that? Mavzar Evlaev, yeah, I guess. He's Russian, you know. They say it a few different ways on the on the stream, and like, and then the announcers will say it differently. Some people say it, it's just like one of those names. I feel that. Um, but I got him winning, because Arnold Allen, in my opinion, is a fraud. Fights nobody and then gets beat up by Max Holloway, and everyone's like, oh, Max is so good. It's like, no, Arnold has fought nobody. <laughs> hey man, Max is so good though. Max is so good, but like Arnold didn't do anything up until the last round where he tried to get Max into a swing and bang. I feel you, but I don't know who Mobstar has really fought either, for real. Danny Gay. <laughs> yeah, I think, let me look at his last couple fights. He's just undefeated Russian. Grappling is crazy, you know. Arnold Allen's more of a striker, so it's just you give that to the undefeated grappler by default there. Give Diego the Lopez, undefeated he fought I bet you he's the favorite. He probably, Maybe not. He probably might. Be. I don't know, actually. But I'm going Arnold he's Allen on this one. I think he bounces back. Maybe. I mean, that is quite a step for a bounce-back fight. But uh, I'll take Mosbar. He's got... Uh, Mavzar, he, he's got Arnold. I got so Arnold I'll, Allen uh, by a motherfucking knockout. 
I got Ivoyev by decision. He's going to ride his back for 15 minutes. That could definitely uh, happen. I could see that happening, but I got Arnold. Next up, we've got Chris Curtis versus Mark andre Barriol. I got Mark andre by, like, some goofy way. Just because every time Chris Curtis has fought recently, he's he's just getting eye poked or he's getting headbutt. Something's happening. I Maybe Chris... I think Chris will kick him in the balls a few times and he'll lose by disqualification. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with a goofy Chris Curtis loss just because of some dumb, something dumb happens. Gets headbutt. I go with, uh, I'm going with Chris Curtis, man. I'm not even going to guess the outcome of that because I'm not too knowledgeable in these two fighters enough to know. But I do know enough enough about him that I do want to pick Chris Curtis. Yeah, he's a good. He's a boxer, really. Like he's a mainly specialist in boxing. But um, it makes sense that you would like that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got Neil Magny versus Mike Malott. Now, Neil's been going through a lot with yeah, uh, Ian Gary and and all this stuff, and that was quite an embarrassing loss. He had one, good and round, I think he'll take another. He did not. I, I remember him getting dropped oh, wait, by like no, in the very no, beginning. That's not the person who had one good round. <laughs> No, Neil Magny just like completely died. It was a sad performance. Then he got in trouble or whatever. We had like two shining moments in that fight that I remember. Um, and then Mike Malat, his opponent, is just an up and comer. He's quite he's he's thirty two, but he's he's only had a couple UFC fights. Really, he seems like that guy who up and comers fight just to like fight kind of a name. Well, he's ranked. Usually, I think Neil Magny is still ranked. So, for him to be fighting Neil Magny in his third UFC fight is pretty impressive. He's had two submission wins. I'll go. Uh, I'll go submission round two for Mike. I just think he'll put the pace on Neil, and then he'll get something. He'll get the back. I'm switching my original decision, man. I think I'm gonna go Mike too here. I like Ian, not Ian Gary. I like Neil Magny, man, but I just I don't think he gets it done, honestly. Mike Malott trains with my old jiu-jitsu coach sometimes, and he said every time he fights, he's like, hey, go Mike, woo! And so, you know, I know he's getting some good training, and let's see, what's next up? Raquel Pennington. Uh, Rocky, Rocky Pennington and Myra Bueno Silva. This is just Juliana Pena sitting in a corner, crying because she pulled out of her title fight and then she's like, well, they gave it to someone else. They, both, both of these women are meh to watch. I mean, Myra Bono Silva is like, I think she'll, she's going to win. I think she's I just going to win it by like decision. Say, I also think she's going to win by decision. Yeah, I think she's just going to, I think she's younger. Let me see. Yeah, she's younger by three years. I'm pretty sure Raquel Pennington had a title shot a long time ago and lost. Let's see. Uh, I mean, doesn't really matter. She's she's a bit older. She's like 36. Maybe she didn't. I can't find it. She's 35. Maybe it was slow. Yeah, actually she did. She lost to Amanda Nunes in round five by knockout in 2018. Hmm. <laughs> so, Amanda Nunes. yeah, she's already fought up for the belt. All right, we have our main. So I think my bueno. Yep. Oh, our main event of the evening. This Sean, is a tough one. This is the best fight. Sean, Deshaun, Deshaun Strickland versus Drikus Duplessis. I like when Izzy calls him Dickless Duplessis. <laughs> Dickless Duplessis. Yeah, and then Deshaun is funny too. But uh, I got Drikus in an upset. I just think, like, he's so weird. He does have... Sean's weird, too. He's upset material, man. They're both upset material. Upset some big dogs. I think uh, he hits way harder than we think he hits. And it's just, like, for him to do that to Robert Whitaker with the jab, when he's had some some tough fights and hit with some tough shots, that just put him out pretty quick. So I'll go with Drikus, because I think if he can just clock Sean with a good wound-up hook or something he's gonna hurt him and he's gonna capitalize you know man i was really shocked at how he beat robert whitaker his last fight but 
I think Sean, even though I think Drikus has probably some crazy power, Sean has fought Alex Pereira. He's felt some <laughs> similar power, if not harder power. And he did get knocked the fuck out in that fight. But hasn't he also been training with Poetan as well? Yeah, that's that's how he beat Izzy, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think that he could... I think that he's improved since then. I think I'm not going to sleep on him again. I got Sean Strickland by decision, honestly. I do. I'm not trying to say anything about Drikas. I think Drikas could bang. I think he could definitely win this fight. He could definitely knock Sean Strickland out, but I got Sean Strickland by decision in this one. Sean has been in some insane shape coming up to the fight. I've seen 100,000 pictures of him with an eight-pack or whatever. It's just like, okay, thank you for that. Shirtless man on my Instagram again. Thank you. Um, But then after that, so we've got, I've got Drikas, Myra Buena, Mike Malat, Andre Barrio, everybody on the right side of the website menu. I have them. (laughs) And then you had uh, Sean, Myra Buena, and then Mike, and then Chris, and then uh, Arnold. Yes. And we will come back after next weekend and run over our, or this weekend and run over our predictions. But there's only one more UFC thing we wanted to mention before we change topics once more. Uh, coming back around to Max Holloway, he's accepted a fight versus Justin Gaethje at 155 pounds for the BMF title. This is the first time the BMF title, the goofy, you know, WWE belt that we have, will be defended for the first time. And Justin's gonna do it versus a smaller guy, makes him really bad. But uh, I think how do you Justin, feel about that matchup? I think Justin's gonna win, even though I like Max Holloway. I think it's gonna be a similar fight, like what happened him versus Dustin Poirier. Yeah, him versus Dustin Poirier. He got cracked and he kind of fell under the fence. I think if he gets cracked like he did versus Dustin, he's going to sleep versus Justin. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, he it might take him a few shots. Because of that big chin, you know, might take he I might get TKO'd or Justin's something. But bigger, man, I just got I Justin just because he's bigger. I think Max gets hit so much, like he's he's this great boxer, but he's not the greatest defensive boxer. So when Justin hits him with like a a right hand or a, like a leg kick, you know, he's he's gonna feel those leg kicks too because he's way bigger and they chop like a tree. He's destroyed some bigger guys' legs, but uh. That's on UFC 300. That's the main event right now, which is pretty cool main event, honestly. That is. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Um, the whole card? I mean, we can look at that, but it's not as good. There's some a lot of former champions on that one. I'm just hoping for Jim Miller for real. That's all I really just. That's all He's I want to know. He's to on fight Bobby Green. Yes, to fight Bobby Green. Woo! Yes. Yeah, that one's got. That one's pretty good. There's a lot of former champions on there. Cody Garbrandt versus Davison Figueredo. Uh, Charles Oliveira. Um, Aljamain Sterling is going to fight at Featherweight for the first time. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Yuri Prohaska is going to fight. And then Weili Zhang is going to defend it versus another uh, Asian lady. And so that's cool, I guess. Asian on Asian crime. Hate, whatever. Uh, not really cool. But they're, they're going to fight, I guess. It should have been Weili versus Alexa Grasso. though. Anyway, moving on from UFC, we have – oh, it's uh, it's time for you, Caleb, my boy. It is. It's Caleb's, it's Caleb's Corner. Corner time. Let's go. Yeah, intro music. We're, we'll, we'll make it, and it'll, it'll be hilarious. It will. <laughs> Honestly, that would be funny. Let us know what you think about that, by the way. Um, talk if you want, like, do you want some kind of intro music or outro music, like – Y'all think that would add anything to the show? Let us know. But let's get right into Caleb's Corner. And the first one, I have a message to the Dallas Cowboys, and I have a message to Cowboys fans. I am a Cowboys fan myself. Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? Why? Why? I've been watching this team for 20 years. The same thing has happened the last 20 years. Oh my God! But we're twelve and five, and we're amazing. Yeah, we do that all the time. I remember with Tony Romo going eleven and five all the time, like thirteen and three one year. Um, yeah, I remember a lot of success in the regular season, but I can't remember 
any success so I don't know why we keep saying it's our year it's our year it's our year it's not our year till it is our year and I'm really mad at the fans who are like oh the problem is McCarthy the problem is Dak and I'm like yeah McCarthy is a problem but like that's not the main problem people are overlooking that the main problem is Jerry Jones Jerry Jones is the main problem and nothing is really gonna get better until he st either steps down as GM and like his family is out of control of that entire front office or until like they leave like completely sell the team man like we need to be like Pistons fans like I know we're not like losing horribly like them having a historically bad season but we need to go out there people Cowboys fans who live out there you need to go outside of AT&T Stadium, Jerry's house, wherever, I don't know, sell the team. Actually, not Jerry's house because that would be, like, probably illegal. But sell the team, sell the team, oh, sell the team. Or he really just needs to stop being a control freak, man. And I think that happens by him giving up front office positions to other people other than him and his family. And, like, letting a coach actually coach like ever since he fired Jimmy Johnson like we got one lucky one with Barry Switzer just because that team was so good and they knew how to win but if you watch interviews of that team after they they all tell you man after Jimmy Johnson left practices got easier everything got easier nobody was a strict no, it, the culture all left the culture is gone there and then not to mention, that's the most popular franchise. Everyone hates you, so you're under a lot of pressure. You're always expected to win. You're always expected to be a Super Bowl contender as a Dallas Cowboy. But anyways, I'm I'm done talking about that sorry-ass team. Like, I'm <clears> done. Like, I still root for them, but we all know the problem. And it's not going to get better until Jerry's gone, So, which is why I'm not, I don't really care that Mike McCarthy is staying all that much. But anyways, I wanted to just go into the NBA stuff real quick. Um, one of the Warriors' assistant coaches uh, passed away from a heart attack last night or a couple nights ago. Um, I want to say rest in peace to him. The Warriors are really um, having a lot of bad luck right now. That situation with Draymond, it's sad what just happened to that assistant coach and they're they haven't been playing too well either, man. It's just a sad season all around for the Warriors. I really hope they pick it up because they were expected to. They're expected to be pretty good. They're expected to be a playoff team. As of right now, I don't even think they're in the play-in. I think they're like the 12 seed or the 11 seed. Last time I checked. And then another thing in basketball that I wanted to talk about. Pretty much the only other thing, just because I'm a Nuggets fan and I pay most attention to the Nuggets. Um, Jokic. Since last year, I actually have a picture of this. I'll put this up on YouTube for people who are watching on YouTube. But I took a picture of his shooting streak a couple of days ago. Since December 28th, he has not shot below 65% field goal percentage in a game. That's crazy. And he had a few 100%, 90%, 85%. 81, 69, man. Last game he played, 92%. He's just had a crazy shooting streak as of recently. And he's back in the front runner of the MVP race. I really hope he wins that third MVP. I thought he would have should have won his third MVP in a row last year. But Embiid is having a pretty good season. It'll probably go head-to-head -head with him and Embiid for a fourth year in a row, which is crazy. The these two centers are very I think Embiid is more dominant in his play but Jokic's like just consistency is second to none man like he's really really good this the era of the big man is back in the NBA and it's nice to see and then I actually did want to pick up one more topic on basketball real quick I wanted to talk about the Suns they're 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. Are they on the come up? Are they coming back up? Did this team just need some time to get used to each other and start playing? 
I remember there were some talks about Kevin Durant wanting out, and then Kevin Durant said he didn't want out. There's a lot of, uh, just a lot of stuff going on with that team, and it seems like they might be on the comeback up, but I don't know. As of now, they're still pretty much middle of the table. They're still in that play-in spot at the ninth seed. Um, but yeah, I do think that the Suns could pick it up and they could get a higher seed and eventually get out of that play-in spot and maybe get in a top six spot for the playoff. I think they might be picking it up. And then the last thing I really wanted to touch on for today is my betting picks. Last week, I let y'all down. I'm sorry. I had a bad streak of betting, <laughs> but I've been back on it this week. I've been doing way better. And for the first bet, if y'all want to tell me, I have a six-man play. I usually don't like these, but I did a flex play. This is on prize picks, by the way. Um, I did Sean Strickland versus Drikas Duplessis, the time fight, more than 12 and a half minutes. So it goes 13 or more. Movsar, um, I got him less than three and a half takedowns, so less than four, pretty much. I have Travis Kelsey, more than 20 and a half receiving yards in his first two receptions. Patrick Mahomes, less than four and a half rushing attempts. Justin Tucker, more than seven and a half kicking points. And Christian McCaffrey, more than 0 0.5 rushing plus receiving touchdowns. I think those are pretty safe bets. I bet $10 on it to pay 150 if all six of those are correct. Um, my next pick, this is today for NBA. So this is on recording day, so I'm not going to go over my NBA ones just because we, those won't be out in time for the episode. Um, another football one I have, though, three picks. Um, I bet $5 on this to pay out 17 if I get all three. Um, Josh Allen plus Patrick Mahomes, a combined 73.5 rushing yards. I bet on the more on that. I bet they would get more. Baker Mayfield, more than 0 0.5 passing touchdowns. That seemed really safe. And Amon Ross St. Brown, less than 7.5 receptions. And then hmm. another one, I have four picks, a four-man play. I bet $5 on this. If, four, if all four of them go out, this is a power play. If all four of them hit, this is $45. Lamar Jackson, more than 227.5 passing yards. Jared Goff, less than 275.5 passing yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, less than 7.5 receptions. And Gus Edwards, more than 0 0.5 rushing plus receiving touchdowns. I have one final pick for the day. One final free little play. It's another four-man play. I bet 10 on it to pay out 100 if all of them hit. This is a, just a flex play, um, so I can still win money. If y'all don't know what a flex play is and a power play, power play, you're betting on pretty much all in, pretty much just more money, at least on prize picks. I don't know how it works anywhere else because that's all I bet on. But pretty much a power play, it's all four of them have to hit, and you get more money that way. But if you do a flex play, one or two of your bets can still not work, and you'll still get a little bit of money but just not as much so this final bet is Odell Beckham Jr. more than 32 and a half receiving yards Travis Kelsey more than six receptions Rasheed Rice less than six and a half receptions and Isaiah likely more than 0 0.5 rushing plus receiving touchdowns and that is it for Caleb's Corner today um I hope y'all enjoyed that little rundown of stuff that I had to say um, I hope y'all tell my bets, and I hope y'all win big. Hope I win big too. Um, back to it. So uh, before we move on to the wrapping up here with the weekly shenanigans, I do want to take a little, little sidestep and just quickly update everybody on the Connor Bedard injury. You know, I, once again, I'll say I'm a I'm a fan of his, pretty much just his. I, I don't really watch hockey as much as I could, but. Is I you know I'm getting into it and Connor Bedard is my way there, but he is back on the ice skating, you know. So he's the the the, the shot didn't totally make him a vegetable or anything, so that's great and back good to see him working his way back up. And then uh, now we can wrap up with the weekly shenanigan here. So to set the scene, it's fourteen ten. Browns still have 
the lead in the game. It's still pretty early. This is this is a tale of the what's to come. But on uh, off, off a regular play action play, first and ten, Joe Flacco rolls out to run it himself, and Desmond King on the Texans defense notices, and he comes in for the tackle. And on Joe Flacco's slide, Desmond realizes, and he turns his back to him, and he does a full three spins on top of Joe Flacco before he falls off. And he, it was just a metaphor for what could come. The Browns totally spinning out and just collapsing. It was bad through two pick sixes, you know, and Joe Flacco got some Desmond ass on his head. I've seen that. That was funny. That was great. Hopefully we can get a clip of, uh, for any YouTube lookers. There was a, oh yeah, it'll definitely be a clip for our YouTube watchers. Um, and then before we end it off, I just wanted to say that we are now on major platforms. We are on more major platforms. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are not yet on Deezer, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts quite yet. It should be. We should be up there by the next episode. But that is very big news. So welcome our new Spotify listeners, um, Google listeners, and wherever you're listening from. Absolutely. And thank you, Caleb, for getting that all sorted out. You know, that was... That was pretty much all Caleb over here. He's a big part of everything that we're we're trying to do, and uh, it's great that he's here with us. I don't know anyone else I could have done this with. I don't know anyone else I could have done with this this with either. I don't know anyone else who talks about sports like you for real. <laughs> and it's great, and uh, you know, it's really it, a lot of it's for us. You know, I like to go back and listen to the conversation. Sometimes I say something stupid, and I'd be like, "That was stupid." I feel that sometimes I say some stupid stuff too, but. Why not? I leave it out there, and I want people to call me out and stuff in the comments and whatever anyways. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're you're quite a fan of all the annoying-ass teams, so I feel like that's coming. Cowboys, Michigan, man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not a bad Cowboys fan, man. I I haven't said, I'm sorry, you, and I'm not stupid. I'm pretty uh, self-aware Cowboys fans. In fact, I, I don't like Cowboys fans. I, I don't like our own fans. <laughs> I, think, I think y'all suck, by the way. All right, well, uh, if you didn't, do you have anything else to say before we wrap up here? No. All right, well, I mean, I do. Before we get out of here, I just want to say Rams better win the fucking Super Bowl next year. That was that was annoying. We're good. We better be fully healthy. We better sign some crazy defensive player and put us over the edge. That's it. That's all. I mean, see you next year. But uh, with everything said, you know, I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much, Caleb, for being here. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get another one out next week and see how dumb we were this week. Oh, yeah. This episode was great. Um, can't wait for next week. Can't wait to see the outcomes of UFC 297, see if our predictions are right. Can't wait to see if our predictions on the playoff games are right. Um, yeah, and thank you all to everyone who's tuned in. Um, yeah, hope you all have a great rest of y'all's day. Um, Peace out. And keep an eye out for goofy shenanigans. <laughs>